And you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You are joined by myself, Lawson, and my wonderful co-host, Danuta. And we are going to have our next quiz. And guys, this is the penultimate quiz question. This is your second last opportunity (laughs) to get in, guys. 0491-064. If it was the last, then it would be the ultimate, but it's the penultimate. 0491-064-669. Get it for us, Danuta. Fill in the blank. Indeed, the very blank. All unnumbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So what goes into the blank there? Is it A, birds of the sky, B, sands of the sea, uh, C, hairs of your head, or D, thoughts of your mind. You go in the drawer. The prize for the week is Food as Medicine Cookbook, which won the Cookbook of the World Award Health and for Health and Nutrition in 2017. Fantastic cookbook. You want to have it in your home and you want to have this recipe. Seriously, they're just absolutely fantastic. Question again is fill in the blank. Indeed, the very blank are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Is it A, birds of the sky, B, sands of the sea, C, hairs of your head, or D, thoughts of your mind? Text us and give us your answers. They've been coming in today on 0491 064 That number again is 0491 064 I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed that interview that we had with oh, Ross Piper. Uh, from Australian Ethical, looking at superannuation, how can we be investing ethically with our money and making a positive change in the world? I love what he actually said there, hey, mm. Wilson, that he actually said that that basically it's not just a, we, we shouldn't be just considering what we're doing now, but also and, and for the future, but making a positive change and really considering where the money is going, you know, the yeah, capital absolutely. gain from that superannuation, where they actually invest that money. Is it going even to gambling or tobacco or other things yeah. that, that you don't agree with that are not part of your Christian values mm. or, you know, values overall, you know, that people actually have that they want to go, I don't believe in that. And yet sometimes it's in the fine print that we actually miss that or mm. we don't actually research it enough or we've gone, okay, well, that's the, that's the super company that is actually with my workplace and therefore I'll just go along with that. Yeah, absolutely. And for like say for myself like i would never go and buy alcohol or tobacco i would never monetarily support those companies amen Uh, (laughs) i would never go and monetarily support those companies because i don't believe in the product that they're selling and i think that it's actually a a, a social and moral harm Mm. and so i wouldn't go and participate in it yet Mm. i'm like funding their their capital through my superannuation. It's like, oh, I'm actually through a back door. I'm actually supporting these companies. Yeah. So I think it's very important. We had the question come through from Margie. She said, please repeat the contact for Ethical Superannuation Company. So we have australianethical.com.au is where you can head. That is, you know, Ross being one of the the people who are who are working there and who are doing this amazing work to be able to invest responsibly but then we also have the RIAA which is more of an informational 
spot where you can go and find out, okay, you've got your own superannuation fund. How can I find information about, you know, what it is and, and the direction that these mm. certain funds that are, that are going towards it are heading? The RIA, so that's responsibleinvestment.org. So either, yeah, you've got eth- australianethical.com or responsibleinvestment.org. Head to either one of those sites and it'll be full of fantastic information to help you to be able to go in the right direction mm. in these areas. I'm definitely someone who expects my money to be invested in a good way, particularly because I'm getting a wage here from Faith FM. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, oh, I hope that, and I'm, I'm with the Faith FM superannuation fund, so I'm like, oh, I hope, I hope my money's going the, the right way. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really hoping and praying that happens. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to check. Well, you I think, guys. and, and, and being to, a Christian thing, that's right. So yeah, yeah check into that. And I know it's certainly triggered my my thoughts in actually talking to my husband and going hey well, let's just check again where our you know what's happening with our super i know that you know a couple of years ago we pulled i i had two or three different ones because of just some of my past work that i'd had and things were just rolling over and we just poured it into one now but you know it's there's there's never a bad time in other words there's always a good time to review what's happening with your money. I mean, especially sure. these days, like with inflation and everything that's happening with money and everything. But why not also then check into your super? Don't just look at, you know, tightening your budget or or going, I'm not going to spend on this and I'm going to spend on that and this, mm. this needs to get paid off, you know. All of those things are absolutely crucially important, but yeah. your future is just as important. Our future mm. is just as important. Yours, yours even more because you're younger than me, but you know, <laughs> you know, because the thing is, it like, I, I like what Ross said. It's actually a lifetime journey on mm. that. He said, you know, it's not just a one-off thing. You make a decision, but you know, shop around just like you shop around for electricity, um, better electricity um, or a car or like, a school for your yeah, kids or any, whatever it may any be. Any of those things. Do the same. Shop around for your superannuation yeah. and get what what goes according to your faith and beliefs and your 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 values in life. Yep. Do you know what I mean? All yeah. of that. And of course, as well, I love the point that he made that essentially being ethical with your super isn't then make you know giving your uh, giving your superannuation fund a haircut and making it worse off than it was before. No, rather you know you can still. Yield the same investments, and the same it. the same increase, and you can still be comfortable in retirement at the same or if even a better level uh, than you were before. But with investing responsibly as well. We had a text message coming in from David, and David simply writes, "The meaty and the cookie aren't the Adams family." Now, my our producer Shell, she found a connection with this to the Adams family, like the TV show from back in the day. The meaty and the cookie. Yeah. The <laughs> but is that like that's that's not from the song, right? Like this. No, this it's line. not an actual lyric. He's changed the lyrics to fit the story that okay, Danuta yes. shared, because Danuta was talking about uh, um, carbon our offset. Footprint. Yeah. And yeah, if you eat less meat. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what that's that's a reference to. Okay, well, so he, I he made a funny song pun, but I it is yeah, a lost okay. on me because I am <laughs> I am too young <laughs> for the Adams family. Oh yes, you are, and it was all also in black and white. Yeah, so yeah, it's just yeah. Like, I, it is yeah, completely. That but, was one of the shows you can't. You know, some people would watch. I know that we watched occasionally when we were kids when we came home from from you know primary school and stuff, but. Um, uh, yeah, back then those sort of things were a little bit more kosher than than some things these <laughs> yeah, days. Man. But you know, uh, my more kosher ones were Skippy and Flipper, you know, sort of thing. 
<laughs> but obviously, what's really interesting is that is that uh, for David, it's just triggered his his mind's gone somewhere. Yeah. You know, his thought processes have gone into some direction that has triggered a memory for him. You know, in that space. Mm-hmm. So so good for you, David. <laughs> it means too that you were listening in about what we were saying about yeah. meat and the fact that by listening meat, we could actually you know it's the equivalent of eating. Sorry, eating having eight million cars on the road. Yeah. You know, and um yeah, just with greenhouse emissions. Right. So the more we cut down, the more we're saving the planet and the better our health. And like the great Lyle Southwell has said before, if you don't eat meat, you can drive a V8. That's, that, and the, that's, that's the carbon offset. If you don't eat meat, you can drive a V8. So look, I want to, I want to get places fast. So. Veganism, there you go. The, Boxes checked. At the same time, I'd love to have a really cool electric car. But then, then you're just winning on old courts. So just well, that's right. And then you done. are saving on those emissions yeah. and you're saving the planet even better. <laughs> and we are moving into that direction, I think, you sure. know. So, um, yeah, really interesting conversations even around <laughs> that one for another time. But um, it's an important thing. Absolutely. Mm. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning with Lawson and Danuta. And we are getting into our Bible study which is we're continuing on the book of ephesians basically for the next quarter we've i think we're what like maybe three four weeks in so we have a a good another nine ten weeks of looking through ephesians we're up to the beginning half of chapter two Mm. and we've been observing and reading basically verse one to ten throughout this week and breaking it down and, and looking at various different amazing themes coming out of that space, you know, uh, Christ, what he's done for us, the grace he's given us, which we're going to be covering today, even looking at, you know, who we are as deluded and sinful people, how we fall so short of the glory of God, all of these different things. And now we have here, we're looking at, oh, what does it mean to be saved by God? What does that process look like? You know, when God Mm. extends grace to us. Mm. It's a beautiful process that we're going to be unpacking even more and the word grace and the meaning of it mm. um, and how powerful that is of what Jesus has done for us. So, Absolutely. Yeah, we have a lot to look forward to in, in our continued study of Ephesians. But, yeah, what does it mean to be saved by grace mm. when God extends his great hand to us and, and offers us a gift that we don't deserve? Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. All right, yeah, let's pick it up in Chapter 2. Where are we, we going to read from, Danuta? What do you think? I think let's bring it in because some, some listeners may have just joined today. But our key key verses that we're going to look at are verse 8 and 9. So, uh, so 8, 9 and 10, sorry. So actually I'll give an overview, I think, because what, we, what we've been covering again mm. is that Paul's writing to the Ephesians and and we've actually looked at the fact uh, earlier this week about the fact that uh, he's writing and saying to the Ephesians, which applies to us, that we were once dead in our trespasses, dead in sins, and the wrath of God on us if uh, you know means in the future according to the judgment of Christ uh, the pre-advent judgment before Jesus comes but here's the thing he says he then moves on of what it was like before Christ and then he moves on in the following verses on three four and five of the blessings that come when we come to Jesus and how when we become under him the pivotal words that we found in verse four actually pick it up in verse four because that will bring us into eight nine and ten so could you could you read for us Lawson verses four to ten please sure the Bible says here but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us 
Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship Mm. created in Christ Jesus for God good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yeah. And so the pivotal words right at the start of verse four, and that is, but God. Mm. In other words, we spoke about this bit yesterday that, that really, you know, it's only through God that we can have that change, that transformation mm-hmm. by when we actually, so you asked an interesting question just before we went, um, into our just short short snippet between the encounter for God section that we've got now, but you said, how does God, what does it mean when God reaches out, Jesus reaches out his hand to us in mm. grace and saves us by grace? And that whole word grace, of course, is that Jesus has stood in our place. Mm. Jesus has stood in our place for our sins, died in our place for what we deserve or in, in what we deserve as well. And he mm. stood in our place. But we become rich and alive in him. And I love the fact that he says that we are saved by grace through faith. In other words, it's saying, isn't it, that it's a gift from God. Mm. We don't have to work our way to salvation. Mm-hmm. It Grace is a total gift. Yes. That's the, that's the beautiful thing. You know, when you get a gift for your birthday... Mm-hmm. I hope you've got some for your birthday. Yeah, yeah, mate. Oh, I'm <laughs> and so, up. do you kind of go like, oh, you know, somebody gives you the present and you go like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't, I don't want this. You, you actually want it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You, you want to unpack sure. it. You want to go, what's in there? What, what, what do I get? With? Is that an experience that you've had before, Janita? Yeah. <laughs> you've been like, you've, you've been given a gift. And you're like, nah, this is lame. Take it back. Well, you know what? You hear of people at Christmas time taking their gifts back because they haven't wanted what was yeah. given to them. So mm-hmm. some people do do it. Have you ever done? It? I haven't done it, but you know what? The gift of have you? Yeah. Oh, have I taken a gift back? Yeah. I've never taken a gift back. I'm I, like, there has been times where I've been given gifts where I'm like, oh, you know, maybe it's like, thank you so much. Like, I'm really appreciative. It's not, it's not even necessarily that it's not, you, you wanted something else, but it's like, oh, does this have a practical benefit to me? Okay. There has been one time. All right. I'll describe one time, one time, <laughs> one time in which I've taken gifts back. And that is that my mom, my beautiful, amazing, incredible mom bought me clothes that simultaneously didn't fit me very well. They're a little bit too big and also weren't that stylish. And so I was like, okay, mum, what we're going to do, it's going to go together. We're going to return some of these and we'll go <laughs> shopping together, mum. We'll go shop and, and we can go together and I can pick up out some stuff that I like and you can foot the bill, you know, cause this is your Christmas present to me. And, and yeah. And so it, again, it wasn't that I'm like, I hate clothes, da, 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 but it's like, okay, well, I'm never going to wear these clothes because they actually don't fit me. <laughs> and they're, you know, stylish, stylish, right. the, the styles of it, if you, but, uh, but yeah, it's at the same time, I still received a gift. That's it. But again, essentially the credentials for receiving that gift, either on Christmas or on my birthday, or whatever it may be, is like, 
literally my existence, mm-hmm. uh, particularly on your birthday, right? What, what did you do to deserve a birthday? Nothing. Like, mm. <laughs> birthday is mm. a funny celebration because it's like <laughs> you're celebrated being bored. And yeah. if anything, that caused a lot more <laughs> trials and struggle for your parents. It's like, why are they giving me gifts? So shouldn't I give them gifts for right. bringing me into the yeah, world? Yeah. But I think that's the, the, the grace factor of that, the gift factor. It's like they are giving you gifts for existing, you don't deserve gifts. Yeah. Like, but the fact that you exist is your credentials for receiving it, and we are seeing that here with Christ as well. That He is extending by grace to us a gift that we don't deserve and we shouldn't See. receive. And it's with with uh, with being born, it's kind of like one of those things. It's it's a neutral thing. It's like I exist and now I receive gifts. But we have actively done things that should lead us not to receive anything. Yeah, that should lead us to death. Sin has 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 led us to a place where we have separated ourselves from God. We have let go of a relationship with Him and all the be- benefits and the blessings that have come from that. Yet God is saying, despite that state, I am still extending grace and I am still extending benefits and blessings to you in the form of a gift, something you don't even deserve. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that when you talk about the existence thing is the fact that Jesus himself was the creator. Mm-hmm. He was the one that created the world. He created us, you know. And so, and when you look at chapter one of Genesis, verse 27, mm-hmm. we're created in the image of God, yeah. right? And so the thing is, like you say, it's the very existence, but he created us and then he steps in our place. And mm-hmm. we don't deserve that, like you say. So I love that analogy that you actually said that with the whole, whole gift that mm-hmm. just the very existence that we have a birthday, we actually receive a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, we are the very existence that we exist. You know, Jesus steps in our place. That is the gift he gives us, that yeah. gift of grace and mercy. And we don't have to work our way to heaven because of that. Yes. And something we've already observed as we've been studying, you know, from the foundation of the world that God has extended the hand to us as, as he created us. It's kind of, if anything, oh man, I, I'm, I'm just seeing real lines drawn here between our birthday, why parents give us gifts and, yeah. and the gift that God has given us. Because in the same way, like I think the meaning of the gifts that our parents or our friends or whatever give us is kind of an assurance that they are there for us, that they will protect us, that they will, well, from our parents' perspective, you know, raise us and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. It's like, hey, the fact that I brought you into this world, here's a gift to confirm that very fact, you know, that I am here for you as your parent to raise you and love you and cherish you and do all of those things. And God, he created us from the beginning and our, well, we would have been the beneficiaries of infinite amount of gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we still are, but it would have been quite obvious if we had never sinned, you know, we would have been the beneficiary of this world, of everything in it, of eternal life, of, you know, the innumerable blessings we talked about last week and the previous weeks, the, you know, every blessing that comes from the spiritual places in Christ. Like we would have benefited from those gifts without sin regardless like mm-hmm. we we would have just been benefiting from well life itself being the gift from god but now as we saw in the first chapter we receive it in christ because we have separated ourselves from god because we made the decision to sin our uh, credentials to receiving that is the decision that christ has made and the decision that god has made to save us and to open a pathway for us to be able to receive gifts even though we have cut ourselves off from being the beneficiaries of those gifts. Yeah, yeah. I love what you're saying with that. And you're saying it's in Christ. In fact, in chapter 1 and and to the end of 
verse 10 in chapter 2, I've got it circled in my Bible many times, you know, in Christ, in Christ. Christ. It's actually 14 times. Whenever something's repeated in the Bible, it's significant. And Paul repeats it over and over again, and so it's significant. And I love the fact, too, that he actually says, for you are saved by grace through through faith. Um, In verse 5 and verse 8, so he actually says it twice. In other words, it's got meaning there. Mm. It's meaningful again. He's brought it back to that again, and then he loops it in the fact that it's not by works so that no one should boast. In other words, we don't have to work our way to heaven, and I'm going to be sharing shortly what my story is about this actual verse here is really powerful for me for a real change in my life. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have our final quiz question. Guys, this is your last opportunity to get in for Food as Medicine, our incredible, amazing, heavy awesome cookbook that we want to give you absolutely for free. You just have to win the draw, and to get in the draw, you have to answer this question correctly. In the book of Genesis, Simeon and Levi tricked the prince Shechem and his male subjects so they could easily be slaughtered. What did they convince them to do? So Mm. in the book of Genesis, Simeon and Levi, they were Jacob's sons, tricked the... Tricked the prince Shechem and his male subjects so they could easily be slaughtered. What did they convince them to do? So what we're looking for is what did they convince them to do? The phone number to to text your messages. Last last question for today to get in the draw. So send them in zero four nine one zero six four double six nine and you'll be in the draw for food as medicine and you will be absolutely stoked with this book when you receive that. (laughs) Yes, yeah, (laughs) absolutely stoked. So yeah, and you may have to invite Lawson around for a meal he likes no you he have likes to food. it's not you may you have to you have to invite both of us you're coming yeah. producer shell's coming we're, yeah. we're all gonna eat some food together made by the person who receives this book hopefully sometime in the future yeah yeah mm. hey we're continuing on with our study from ephesians mm-hmm. and we're, look, we're looking at verses 8 9 and 10 for by grace you have been saved we've been unpacking mm. about grace and how the fact that we don't deserve um, the gift that jesus has done for us the the gift of grace that he died in our place, that sin had actually separated us uh, back when the fall actually happened. And through Jesus now, he has reconciled us. He's brought us back together. He's bridged that gap. And you want to take it. And I just want to share, I want to share my story here a little bit before we go into a couple of the other verses. But this verse Mm 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Mm. Verse 9 jumps in with it, not of works lest anyone should boast. Mm. I was living in England at the time and even though I'd been brought up in a Christian home, Christian Adventist home, for me I had gone through this phase of feeling that I had to do certain things to be saved. Mm. For me, it was almost like a stepladder system. That's just me personally. It does not didn't happen for my sisters in the same way, but it did for me. And when I went overseas to England, I was actually really praying and asking God that I can have a deeper relationship with mm. him and that I would move from having the head knowledge to the heart knowledge. Mm. And I still specifically really remember when I was reading my Bible each night spending time with God, and I came across this verse, and I know I'd read it many times before, 
But it's like it was one of those God moments mm. where God just spoke to me and it was really clear and it just jumped out at me that I don't have to do those works mm. to be saved, that Jesus has done everything for me. Mm. And I remember getting down on my knees because I'd been wrestling with God about a few different things you know, in my life, the things, the lust of the flesh, letting mm. try and go of that, that we talked about early in the week. Um, those sorts of things, but the, uh, you know, as in selfishness and other things like that is what I'm talking about. And so when I wrestled with God and, I, and this jumped out at me, I had this moment and moments then of being by my bedside on my knees and literally crying and crying and crying and asking God for forgiveness, for forgiveness that mm. I was trying to work my way to heaven mm. when he had already done all the work because I realized then that that the thing is that when I try and work my way to heaven, I actually make everything that Jesus has done insignificant, mm -hmm. completely insignificant. And yet he went through so much. You know, yes. he, um, Jesus paid it all. Mm. He just paid it all. And I just thought, Lord, forgive me that I have never seen that significance Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, that selfish side had to also been put aside, mm -hmm. put aside, and that selflessness that is only the character of God could come into me. Absolutely. And so for me, this was a huge conversion part. This, In fact, my little Bible, and I think I've told you that I've got three Bibles, and I actually write dates for me when something is really significant for, for me, and I've got that mm. date written written down next to that verse. Um, and that Bible, of course, now is on the shelf because it's, it's been falling apart. It was used so much. Wow. But the, the thing is every now and then I still go back to those moments. And so that's the thing I want to encourage any of our listeners. If you kind of are trying to work, your way to salvation mm. the thing is jesus has paid it all for you and just give it to jesus say jesus i surrender it all to you i want to be yours i'm sorry for the ways i've i've, I've been for what i've repent of your sins and say lord i want you as my forever friend mm. and that's all it takes is to, to to give it to jesus and believe in him and accept that beautiful gift because mm. here's the thing in those verses now as we move on eight nine and ten bundled together because paul here celebrates the blessings that come you're, you're busting to say something i can tell oh i i, <laughs> I, just, I love this so much because you you have the realization it's not of works no not of works as it's lest anyone should boast. And that's the thing. It's we could have pride in being saved if we could contribute anything to our salvation. But there is no pride in being mm -hmm. saved. The only thing we contribute to our salvation, I, I love this saying, is the sin that led us to need it. Yeah. And the place where we sit now is with a choice before us, either oh, to choose Jesus it. or not. That's it. And that choice comes as a result of saying, hey, I need to surrender all to God and I'm going to make that choice. Yeah. And this is the thing. It's once we make that choice. Oh, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. It says, for we, we are, are his workmanship. workmanship. It, <laughs> it is Jesus's job. job. Like that is his job. It, it created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk him in. I want to make it quite clear when it says that God prepared beforehand and we looked at some of those statements, particularly in chapter one that maybe infer some kind of unilateral or predestination, even though it uses the word predestined, but as a verb, not predestination as in a noun, mm -hmm. the idea is that God has 
basically illustrated and orchestrated and conceptualized the ability to walk with him. Yeah. And that has been completely proven by none other than Jesus Christ. That's it. Jesus was our living example and our proof that humanity could walk with God and could be led by God. He is mm. our example that we are to have an experience with God where he is working in us. And when it says here, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, it's a promise that when you make the decision to choose Jesus, when you submit your life to him, when you, as you did, you fell yeah. down in tears and you repented and you said, God, I've been trying to do it all my own way. Like, yeah. like Cain that come before me, you know, like, like all of these, these examples that we have of people trying to follow God in their own strength. And even at the times when David fell as mm. well, it's like, I tried to do, I tried to serve you in my own way for my own purposes and my own benefits. And it's ultimately failed. Lord, you need to work in me. I repent, Lord, you See, need to do this work. And he saves us and then he works. And and you can, I believe, Danuta, you could 100% attest that since that time, whether it, as you've been walking with God, it's been the overcoming with sin, the spiritual, of sin, sorry, the spiritual blessings that have come oh, with that and, and the, the amazing the miracles that you've been God's able to taken see. Us on. And, yeah. Yeah. You've been able to really walk with the Lord because one day you realized, oh, it's his job to do this work yeah in me it's my job to choose that's it and the thing is that so the works then become not to be saved but because you're saved yes and the good works are not something that are demanded but it's actually becomes a natural outward expression Mm -hmm. of the inner change that has happened because of jesus yes of course he is the one doing the work he is the one getting things done let us rely on him we now have laura's story with grace what we've been talking about right now we'll be back after this You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And at this time, all we've got left to do is to spin the wheel. You guys have answered faithfully throughout the week. And so let's go. Let's spin that wheel. Okay. You guys can hear it. It's spinning. It's slowing down. It's reached almost a conclusion. And there we go. We have our winner for this week. Shout out Christine, who has done a fantastic job at answering questions or question. How many questions did Christine answer? How many questions did she answer? Yeah, Christine only answered one this week. Uh, We actually had probably our largest number of one-off people. Yeah. We had eight people this week who only answered one question. Mm -hmm. We had a couple of people like... Janelle, who was crushing it every day. <laughs> um, but yeah, wow. So that's, that's, yeah. Cool. that's exciting because the more times you actually answer, the more chances you get. But yeah. if somebody here has answered once this week, they've been listening in and they've possibly, probably even been listening in in other days, but decided to respond to that particular question once. Uh-huh. And have actually won the cookbook. Good yes. for you, Christine. We're so, excited for you. You are absolutely, absolutely going to love this cookbook. You of, will not regret you did that one answer. And, of course, it comes with the promise that, Christine, we're going to come over. <laughs> and you're going to make us some food. It's going to be awesome. No, so, we'll look up where she lives and we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Next thing, she lives in central Queensland or something. So, okay, okay. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. Let's run through some answers for our quiz today. Yeah, according to the Gospel of Matthew, where does Jesus' first public 
public sermon take place? The clue I gave is that I've been there in Israel. Mm. The answer is on the mount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We see some sermons on the mount that, you know, Matthew 5, 6 and 7 particularly is mm-hmm. where we see that. Uh, but we see a lot of stories from there and we've actually walked that. The second one is according to Paul's formulation in 1 Corinthians, which is the greatest of the imperishable qualities? And the answer is... Love. Yes. Love. And that's why we said it's actually, this passage actually used a lot in 1 Corinthians 13 is actually, um, taken a lot at weddings. Mm. So the word love is what we were looking for. And I've, I've been there in the crowd at a wedding, you know, love is patient, love, love is, is kind. kind. And, 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 and the greatest of these is. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, it's uh, then, you know, the, the preacher reflecting and it's obviously this husband would like to do that for his wife. And, yeah, whatever well, hopefully both ways. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> okay. The next one is what nickname meaning son of encouragement was Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, Given by the apostles, mm. and the name is Barnabas. Barnabas. In mm. fact, Barnabas is mentioned a lot in the book of Acts. He's also mentioned in other books of Paul. Mm. He actually was one that reached out to Jews and Gentiles yeah. um, in faith, but he actually was an encourager, particularly to to Paul. To Paul, yeah. To he was acting essentially as his mentor That's and just right. sharing so much with him and just at helping him so much. He and took him under his wing, didn't absolutely. he? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Yeah, cool. Next one is fill in the blank. Indeed, the very, and the word is, uh, you had to fill in the blank here. Indeed, the very blank are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. It comes from Luke 12, verse 7. And the uh, choices were, was it A, birds of the sky, B, sands of the sea, C, hairs of your head, or D, thoughts of your mind? And the answer is hairs of your head. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. That would be amazing. Hey, like, you know, the fact that God does know that, like so many, I've got so many hairs on and the hairdress complains about how much hair I've got. But anyway, last one in the book of the Genesis, Simeon and Levi tricked the prince Shechem and his male subjects to, so they could easily be sorted. What did they convince them to do? The answer is circumcised, to oh. get circumcised. Interesting yeah. story there. Oh, and it's a very... A very devastating story in the Bible. I think a very risky story, and it's essentially the the narrative of it is that you've got uh, yeah these these two brothers, Simeon and Levi, who the prince of Shechem. He's like, I want to marry your sister, and they're like, Sweet, you can come marry your sister if you all get circumcised. And so they all get circumcised, and then in the Bible says, in their pain. In their pain, that's right. <laughs> uh, in their pain, Simeon and Levi rock up and just absolutely slay these guys like just kill all of them yeah and it's a very unfortunate situation the bible and there's there's some different views as to whether the prince of shechem either raped their sister or Mm. whether it was a consensual Mm -hmm. you know before marriage uh you know Mm premarital sex situation but regardless Simeon and Levi, they just they just take these guys out. It's mm. pretty intense. Mm. But uh, hey, kind of kind of relating to just the awful story that we heard from India in our news section. But yeah, they are they're the answers for our quizzes here today. We've got a text message coming in from Sunny. He writes, "Hi, Danuta and Lawson. Thank you for the testimony and discussion. It has been uplifting. Oh, praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Thanks, mm. Sunny, for that. We mm-hmm. really appreciate it, and we like to hear your feedback because." Um, it's, it gives us an idea of of how much you are enjoying the mm. Bible study and the and the 
and the parts of the program that we actually have. I have another one here from Nat. She says, I really like how I can download past episodes which I play when I'm driving. So that's a good thing. So she, um, Nat's probably in an area that that uh, doesn't get the reception live and so sometimes she can listen to it on the podcast and other mm. times probably live as well. But that's the beautiful thing. Download the Faith FM app onto your phone and you can listen back on the podcast. You don't actually have to have reception. I know in parts around here, around Newcastle, so we sometimes don't have the reception. I've tried it in my car, but yeah, download the podcast, listen Absolutely. to it. So thanks for your feedback and we appreciate your comments today. Yeah. App is the way to go. Internet is the way to go. Have a fantastic weekend. Have an awesome Sabbath and remember to talk faith, to live faith and to act faith and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.